Get ready to talk sports with Daryl. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver. Daryl knows the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now here's Daryl. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Wow, what a week it's been in the world of sports. Man, Urban Meyer seems like he's in a little bit of hot water, just to say the least. And oh my goodness, the NFL season has started. Johnny Manziel threw three of, I can't remember whether three or four interceptions in one half in his debut in the, in the CFL. Hey, but forget all of that, because Sports Info UM has a special guest on tonight. Let me tell you, not only is he a guest, he's a friend, he's a former teammate, former All-American, Jim Thorpe Award winner, uh, Rookie of the Year in the NFL, Pro Bowl in the NFL. Oh, my goodness. I'm talking about Piper's Greatest from Sunrise, Florida, Benny Blades. What's happening, Benny? How you doing, Daryl? It's always a pleasure talking to you, my brother. Oh, my brother, it's such a pleasure to talk to you all the time, all the time. You know, and, um, you know, Benny, man, it it was you were, I'm a, honestly, you were a great teammate, and you went on to be a, a, a super NFL player. And I see it now today all the time when I go to Fort Lauderdale from time to time. And you're still that humble guy that, what I, that I met in 1989 in Miami. No, I take that back. You know, look, I'm sorry my dad has passed away, but that's one thing he instilled in me and Brian. Always be humble and be respectful to those that you love and you admire. And because, you know, look, from humble beginnings is where I started. And so you guys at the University of Miami, you guys allowed me to be who I I, I truly was at the core of myself. And so, I look, they, when we all get together, I can't be that braggadocious guy, you know what I mean, that that people say, okay, well, you won this year. Listen, you guys, when I came in as, as a freshman, you guys allowed me to play and just be myself. So I appreciate you guys to the utmost. Hey, and you know, Benny, I, I, I said you came in the University of Miami in 1983. I said 1989. I was dead wrong for that. You came there in 1983, <laughs> you know, uh, right after we had won the first national championship. And uh, it started that your freshman year. You actually got a lot of playing time. It started your freshman year under um, Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, I, I tell you what, you know, uh, look, <clears throat> what you, you, you yourself, my brother, uh, Jerome Brown, Winston Moss, uh, Tolbert Bain, what, what all of you guys did in 1983 allowed myself, Michael Irvin, Brett Perriman, to come in and be a part of a winning tradition. You guys were not going to allow us to come in and let that university down. And so for, for that alone, we appreciate that. That's why when I, when I talked to Michael Irvin, I talked to Brett. You know, we said, you know what? If it wasn't for that 83 class, 
I don't think the University of Miami would have been, you know, we wouldn't have been talking about the 86 team. We would not, definitely would, would not have been talking about the 2001 team. Because when you talk to every last one of those guys from 2001 team, all those guys never, ever, ever want to let go and let down those teams from the 80s. Hey, and, and, and Benny, that's, that's so true. You know, when I think about your class, you know, when you think about Michael Irvin and Brett Perriman coming in, and uh, and, you, and Brett ended up being one of your teammates at uh, in Detroit, one of the only two guys, only two 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 uh, receivers at one time to catch over a hundred passes in one season. And Brett Perriman uh, was that other guy on the other side that did that. Hey, Benny, we got a call on the line, man. Uh, Marcus, what's happening, Mark? We got the great Benny Blades on the line with us. What's happening, Mark? Hey, what's going on, fellas? How you doing, fam? How are you doing there, Marcus? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm living one day at a time, you know. Hey, well, that's how y'all fellas old enough. Hey, we holding up our end on a great day on the great side, Marcus. Um, you know, the day was another great day in the world. I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm a little uncomfortable on the phone with y'all because you know I'm a no. No, 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 look, 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 Marcus. In our household, it was a house divided. We had three boys that went to Miami and two girls that went to FSU. And those two girls okay. told us all the time, I'm just sorry we couldn't beat you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Uh, hey Mark, you know we whooped y'all last year, and guess where y'all coming this year? <laughs> to the Hard Rock, baby, the Hard yes, Rock Stadium. Y'all coming home? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna tell you that Hard Rock Stadium has really turned into a home stadium for the Miami Hurricane. It really, really oh, has. Yeah, well, we are. Like this. That's 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 one game I got circled. Uh, that's gonna be a good one because we do gotta come to y'all. So that's that's gonna be a little battle. It's gonna be a little tough one, so we're gonna see. We're gonna yeah, see what without, happens. Without question, without question, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great battle, Marcus. But um, hey man, we got the legendary uh, Benny Blades on on the line with us. He's played in the NFL for um, nine years. Um, eight of those years, he played with the Detroit Lions, and he played with the great Barry Sanders for um, most almost all of Barry Sanders' career. Barry retired a year after you um, did, didn't he, Benny? Yeah, let's get it straight now. I played nine years in Detroit, one year in Seattle. I had a 10-year career, and I tell people all the time, I says, no, Barry played with me. People always ask me all the time, how was it to play with Barry Sanders? I say, ask Barry, how was it to play with Benny Blake? That's the running joke when I go to Detroit, because people always, even my mom, she says, well, why did you tell Barry to do certain things? I said, look, and because no, no, nobody in Detroit tell Barry what to do. <laughs> Barry Sanders will forever be set aside as the best running back who's ever donned a football uniform. Without question. Oh, man. And, and don't ask a woman that question that follows football. There's no question <laughs> about it. <laughs> Oh my God! If you mind, I got. Can I speak a quick question in to him? Go, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. What, what's, what's one of the best highlights? Uh, the best moment of of your career? 
the top top moment. I tell you what, you know, I, I got I got two great moments. Um, okay, being people people talk about uh, your college career, but the greatest moment that people fail to realize we didn't win that game. The greatest moment mm. as a player was in 1986 when we held a team to 147 yards, but we lose the oh, ball. Man. And people say, well, why, why is that the greatest moment? Because anytime you can hold a team, to 147 yards and lose. That's, that's crazy. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I tell people all the yeah. time, if in 1986, if we would have beat Penn State, we'd have been the best team ever. 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 Oh, man. And I, and I almost have nightmares sometimes <laughs> thinking about that game, Benny. Ever. <laughs> And and every once in a while, I have flashbacks from that game when Jerome Brown stood up and said, did the Japanese have dinner with the American before they bombed Pearl Harbor? No! Let's get out of here! And everybody stood up and walked out. You know what I mean? God rest his soul, but I tell people, Jerome Brown was the most talented player I've ever played with, whether that be in high school, college, and the NFL. Bar none, Mm. See, people forget they even put him in the best defensive tackles when they talk about defensive tackles. I said, you guys can, you can rank them from Warren Sapp, you know what I mean? All the Russell Kennedy. Maryland. All of them. I would this have to agree. guy was a man amongst boys. Whoo. Mm. Man, he was like 6'3", 293 pounds, and he he really literally could run through a building. Oh, my goodness. Oh. And, yeah, hey, and you're right. He played beside Reggie White and held his own right. every play against Reggie White. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, and, you know, and listen, I, and, listen to me, Dale. Anytime when a man goes into the, to the Pro Football Hall of Fame and he says, if there was not a Jerome Brown, you would have never heard of a Reggie White. Speaks volumes. Speaks volumes. Speaks, Speaks volumes. volumes. Yep. See, no, my man. I, I, I get pissed off. I mean, it's 20, 30 years later when people don't even mention his name. Crazy. He will never be forgotten in our minds. Never. Never. Y'all just gave me uh, some YouTube homework for tonight. Oh, look, do your homework, <laughs> and you we, you you'll be thoroughly. Now you won't be uh, you you'll be impressed for sure without question. Do your homework. Okay, Jerome Brown, University Jerome of Miami, okay. Philadelphia you know, I Eagles. For my time, so yeah, I got to do a little research on that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Please do your research. Yeah. Please do, and look up I that know, University you know, of Miami. Uh, the eight sixteen. Is it there? I, I see what you guys talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and, and and my my son Benny, uh, he says that um, Eddie Brown, and he just realized this by looking him up on YouTube. He said Eddie Brown was the best receiver University of Miami ever had, and it's hard for me to say he wasn't when there's some great ones out there. You understand what I'm saying? And I played you know with Michael Irvin, and I saw Andre Johnson, Listen. but I played with Eddie Brown too, man. And this guy. Was uh uh, he was a special talent without question. Now, listen, listen, Eddie Brown, Eddie Brown. Be, 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 before 
the 24-hour TV, before the Internet, before all the social media, by far, should we talk about Jerome Brown? I tell people, yards per catch, Eddie Brown showed Stanley Shakespeare, he showed Brian, showed Brett, he showed uh, Charlie Henry, Alfredo Roberts. He showed them all how to be the ultimate receiver. This guy, he didn't, he wasn't braggadocious about what he did. He just went on about his business. He would catch a five-yard pass and run it for 80 yards, get a ball back to the ref. He wasn't that flashy person. People no, it wasn't. Remember, hmm. people yep. remember the playmaker. Eddie Brown, you saying? Eddie Brown, okay. University yeah, of Miami. You know, I, I tell the young people, I tell you, you, you got to do the research. First, find out who was the best before social media. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's hey, hey, um, <laughs> hey, Mark. We gotta let you get out of here, man. We got some more, more callers on the line, and I, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm okay, hoping okay. they, I'm hoping they not FSU fans, but we got some more calls <laughs> on the line. And Mark, don't be a stranger, man. Call us anytime you want. We accept FSU calls. Yeah, it's okay, Mark. We always take FSU. Yeah, you're right. My sister is a graduate of FSU, so I gotta, I gotta have a little love for FSU. Hey, Josh, we got Red on the line. Red, what's going on? What's up, Daryl? Hey, loving life, man. We got the great Benny Blades on the line with us. You know, Benny played at UM, played with Barry Sanders. Know, no, Barry know, Sanders. Hold on, hold on, let's hold on. Let's get straight. Barry Sanders played with him. And, um, and. There you go. <laughs> what's happening, <laughs> Red? Look here, man. I hear y'all naming all of these, uh, legendary, hall of, uh, legendary hurricanes and, and legendary hurricane. Wide receivers. I don't hear nobody say hi C yet. Come on now. Who? Horace Copeland. Listen. Listen. Come on now. I went Horace Copeland was a great receiver. Let's take nothing away from him. Huh? We're not taking. We're not taking nothing away from Horace Copeland. We're not taking nothing, nothing away from uh, Lamar. Well, I know, I know. I'm but, just saying that was just a remiss. Y'all just got to mention my We're not taking anything away from Randall Hill. Let's don't forget about him. Don't forget about him. All those guys are legendary. Well, look at man. I think Before the loudest part of the scream was when Harris Copeland caught that 99-yard touchdown, man. That might have been the loudest <laughs> I ever screamed, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was a kid, uh, I was a you, kid there, but you, I remember that like it was two weeks ago, man. Yeah, uh, but you you go down through the annals of University of Miami history, and you could pick one, and you could say he was the greatest of all time. Yeah. Yeah. In every in, in in everybody, Miami's produced so many great athletes who's gone on to the NFL and have done big things. I would tell people it's hard to pick one and say he was the best at it's that position. Why is that Miami? You go to running back. It's really hard. It's, it's really, do I? Especially when you go to running back, man. When you start naming running back, oh, yeah. it's just tough to name. You know, oh. the guy that was there. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, it was one after the other on the, in the same season sometimes. No, no. See, see me, me and Daryl remembers a guy that you probably don't even know. 
His name was J.C. Penny. Yes, sir, I remember J.C. Penny. J.C. Penny led, okay, the nation as a freshman in rushing. The very next year, Jimmy Johnson came up. I remember Rob. Oh, what's his name? Was on Sipartone. Reggie Sutton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. legendary too, man. Right. And so it's too, it's too many to name. Where does it, it really end? Is. And where does it so start? You know what I mean? They were tight end. There's a whole dang on bunch of them, that's, man. And that's oh. exactly right. And, 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 and some might say it started with Willie Smith or Glenn Dennison. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. And then we <laughs> skip a whole other group up to Bubba Franks. You know, when you look up the right. greatest, uh, when you look, when you start looking at the greatest um, tight ends of all at University of Miami, uh, Willie Smith is number one. He's on the three. He's, he's number one. Yes, right. So, yeah, hey, man, what? that's my point. Where does it start and where does it end? Miami has produced some great athletes without question. And and, and it's almost now where it doesn't matter what position it is because we start quarter, talking about quarterbacks, we got two Heisman Trophy quarterbacks, oh. you know, including Jim Kelly, and you know what I mean, and Vinny. And, and, and we all know that following hurricanes in the game, if we had won that game against Doug Flutie and the Hail Mary that he threw, if we had won that game, Bernie Kosar would have won the Heisman Trophy that year. That's right. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. He would have won the Heisman Trophy. And that, and that really makes that loss even hurt a little bit worse, too, to know that he would have won the Heisman Trophy if, he, if we had won that game. Yep. Yep. So. Yeah, man. Hey. I, I never see the quarterback wear number 20, man. That was that was that was <laughs> that was something for me when I was a kid. I was like, man, this dude wearing number twenty. Everybody wanna wear number twelve. This guy to wear number twenty. Hey, that was BK, man. That was Bernie Coza. Yeah. Hey, you got a question for um, for Benny before we get out of here for our first break, man? Yeah, well, um, give me your best memory as a hurricane. Besides outside of the Florida State games. I mean that 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 one might be that one might be easy for you. I mean, is that what it was? No, you know, everybody knew going into every year. From 1984 to 1988, when I played, Florida State, you circled that. Whoever won that game was going to be competing in the national championship game. Oh, That's just yeah, how I broke oh, down. Oh, yeah. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, I, and I tell people, like I just told you, the caller before you, 1986, we went on a run, okay? We were not, we beat up everybody during the course of the year. Everybody. I remember. I remember that. And I was in the when, you go to a, when you go to the Fiesta Bowl and you lose to a Penn State when you only give up 147 yards, yeah. listen, to me that was the most disappointing season but the most thrilling season all at the same time because do your homework if any team because we were a team of dominance we didn't give up very many yards we didn't give up very many points no, no, you didn't. You no, you didn't. Ooh. That just... Oh, my God. How? 
just winning that game would have put us in a stratosphere that nobody could match. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that. I believe that because, I mean, some of those Florida State games, the wide lefts and wide rights was oh. was some of the best games I've ever seen. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Because it, 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 it came down to what defense was going to stop that offense that particular day. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I tell people, I said, we went in the game when we played Florida State where Sammy Smith would run for 224 yards. But he had 13 passing yards. Yo, 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 you didn't play this Charlie Ward, did you? You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. it was those kind of games. Those kind of y- games. Y'all didn't play this Charlie Ward, did you? No, we didn't no. play against Charlie Ward. Hey, but I tell you this though, and, and when we talk about that '86 team, that '86 um, Hurricane team, we won every regular season game, and this is the start yeah. of that '85 home t- home winning game streak. I mean, we yeah, beat right. South Carolina 34-14, Florida 23-15. Uh, f- uh, we beat Texas Tech 61-11, Oklahoma. Uh, twenty-eight to six. Yeah, and them beat uh, Northern Illinois. Them teams wasn't no joke, man. They was beating no. the pants off people, man. Them people no, we, beat the pants off people any other week. Well, how about this? We beat fifty. We beat West Virginia fifty-eight fourteen. Beat Cincinnati forty-five thirteen. Uh, we beat Florida State uh, forty-one twenty-three. Beat Pittsburgh thirty-seven ten. East Carolina. That was always a tough game for us, whether people believe it or not. And I don't know what it was about it, but we beat them East Carolina, beat them 36-10. And the only game we lost, and then really, I'm, I'm going to tell you, man, a lot of people can't talk about this game that was in that stadium or played in that game. It's hard for them to talk about it. It's hard, hard for them to think about it, that we lost uh, 14-10 to Penn State in the Fiesta Bowl. And we and we had such a <laughs> such a, a, a great team, man. I, and it's hard, it's hard for me to talk about it. I know that. Hey, guys, we got to take a quick commercial break. And when we get back, we're going to talk more to Benny Blades, the great University of Miami safety, Detroit Lions, and Seattle Seahawks. We'll be right back after these messages. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside of the minds of the players and coaches? We'll talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. We'll review and preview the week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Sports. If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Thunder chickens beware, we're coming for ya. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, it's all about the Spring Gobbler Smackdown, and our panel of pros are out for beards. Joining us is David Blanton of Bill Jordan's Realtree Outdoors and Monster Bucks, outdoor writer M.D. Johnson, and Pete Muller from the National Wild Turkey Federation. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. Call him today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send an email to sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, we got Benny Blaze on the show with us. Benny Blaze, um, former Detroit Lion, former University of Miami Hurricane great, and uh, former Jim Thorpe Award winner. Uh, Benny, welcome back to the show, man. You know, uh, before we get into any more of this hurricane stuff, because you know me and you could talk about these hurricanes and the great hurricane teams and who was better, the 86 or the 2001. Uh, you know, and, and, I, and I, I had Clinton Portis on the show um, last week, and I really wanted to play a game with him of the top 10 greatest hurricane players and who played with him and who played with me. And I'm almost sure uh-huh. I know it was more players that played with me than played with him. And, you know, they compare his team to be um, the, one of the greatest teams in the history of college football. Um, but right. that's neither here nor there because, like I said, where does it start and where does it end? We just never know. Hey, but, Benny, uh, what do you think about this new tackling rules that they have in the NFL now and in, oh. in football? You know, I just really hate to see these college kids get put out of a game and possibly end up being suspended for another game when, you know, when you just tackle somebody. And, and, and we have a lot of uh, instincts in the game is to duck our heads sometimes, especially at running back. How do you feel right. about that? You know, and, 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 you know what, Darryl, that, that, that my whole thing, because now I referee the game, and they tell me I'll never be able to work uh, a big time uh, you know, SEC game or playoff game. I tell everybody, once you become a player, instincts play a big part of the game. There's no way as a back judge I'm, I can call a targeting call against a defensive back who started his tackling motion. And because you, the receiver or the running back, lowers your pad level, and my helmet hits your helmet. That's a bang bang play. You cannot make that call, and you get the kid out of the ball game because of that. That game is so quick to where most of the times the referees that make those calls are the guys who've never played the game. How can you hit a kid for targeting when it's a bang bang play? I can understand. I tell them all the time. I can understand if he makes that trajectory when he goes from the helmet up and he's making, you can clear, you can see the clear cut distinction 
and targeting a kid as, as opposed to just say, I'm making a routine tackle and we just happen to hit helmet to helmet. I'll never win that fight as an ex, you know, uh, player and guys who've never played the game. They're going to always argue the rule of law, the rule of law. That's, but you, you, you're kicking a kid out of a game who had no malicious intent. That's my whole thing. It's the malicious intent of it all. I and agree totally. Most players know if I go out to maim you, there's a whole lot of malicious intent involved. And so that's why look, I'll, I'll just be a former player who will never, ever be able to be you know, referee at an SEC game. I'll be relegated to just normal games, and that's it. <laughs> you know, uh, well, uh, Benny, <laughs> it's all about sportsmanship. Now, when you when you go when you take the sportsmanship out of the game, like you say, when you're trying to hurt somebody, that's that's something totally different. And when we start talking right. about instincts of the game, you know that any athlete, any football player will tell you, most of my game is about instinct. I can't I, I can't read and react to everything. A lot of things I have to just do because I see it coming, or I have to do it because I I, I know it's coming, and I got to react to it before it gets there. So, well, if, well, if you, well, well, what's happening? What's happening now, Daryl, is they're taking that away from the defensive side of the ball. Now, it's very rarely you 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 see a running back that gets called for lowering his pad level and ramming into a defensive player. It's like basketball. It's a charging effect. If you're going to call it, call it on both sides of the ball. But they, they'll, they'll never do it. And so that's their way of taking – I tell people, when you play basketball, basketball is a physical sport. When you play football, it's a barbaric, it's a collision sport. Now, if you don't want your child to be a barbarian and that plays a collision sport, and it's not it's not a game for them. Because there are gonna be times when you're gonna run four yards that you must hit someone. That's just the yeah. name of the game. That's so just the name of the game. That out, that's right? just when the name of the game. Out, do what? That's that's just the name of the game. You know, when yeah. you, you can't and, and you wonder well, where is the game going when this is taken out? Or if it ever if it's gonna be completely taken out where a player can't lower his head uh, on offense or defense or where, where's the game going? You know, I don't know. And look, I tell them all the time, you know, like I said, I have a son who's played after me. I have nephews now who are playing the game. Listen, I can hardly watch for that mere fact because my whole game was about instincts and intimidation. Okay? Now, when you take a kid like myself who is 6'2", 237 pounds, that ran a 4'3", there's no way I'm going to slow down my momentum to not to hit you. Are you kidding me? I need you to feel every ounce of 230 pounds when you're coming from the backfield, because that's just the name of the game. There that's the name of the game. As much punishment as you can. Now, I mean, you, you got these guys 
They're, they're trying to tackle guys around the ankles. Oh, no. How, how do you do that? You, you can't know, stop momentum. <laughs> and, and I, you know, and I saw this the other night on a, on a, on a kickoff or punt return where a guy came down. And he hit a guy real low, like below the waist on a kickoff. And the yeah. guy got up, and he was trying to – he shook it off pretty good. But you could tell that's not where you want somebody to hit you at, especially no. on, a punt, on a punt return or, or a kickoff return. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's – those. Yeah. yeah since, since, when the, since when the strike zone, they, they tell you, well, you're looking for the, the strike zone is just below the chest plate. Above the waist. Uh, I'm not thinking about hitting a guy in the midsection when it is, the game is instinctual. Right. Where, wherever I got to put you down, that's where that's where I'm I'm I'm, I'm aiming at. That's where I'm but, aiming. You know, at. They, they have the guys thinking too much. You can't think in the game of football. Everything has to be re- reactionary. Everything, you know, uh, I, I'm in that one game that we did lose, we didn't lose many games while we were together at the University of Miami. I can count them on one hand, uh, but we did lose against um, Boston College in uh, in the Orange Bowl. And Bill Romanowski, who went on to be a pretty dirty kind of dirty guy in the in the NFL with the Denver Broncos. It was one play in that game where I was playing halfback and Melvin Bratt was playing fullback. Well, I was up just a little bit up in a split formation. And Bill Romanowski was right there in the hole. And we was on about the one or two, three-yard line. And it was just me and him. Mono, oh, mono. And And our rule was to put your helmet in the V of his neck. And man, and, I, and, I, and, and I'm saying, when I went through there, I shot through that hard as I could. I knew it was just me and him. And you got to see this collision, man. And, and Melvin goes right over the top of me for a touchdown. You know, but I, you wonder now, would that even be a, 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 legal, a legal play? No, so, that, that's illegal. Yeah. I, to, I would have to throw a flag on you because now you lowered your crown of your head and hit him in the V of his neck. That's you. You've targeted him as a running back. So, as a former player, how do you call that? I can't call that. To me, that's just a great block. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, yeah, we got but, some. But, we got some callers on the line, man. Me and you be here talking okay. forever. Hey, Javon, what's oh. happening? <laughs> how you doing, coach? Oh, loving life, man, loving life. We got the great Benny Blades on with us tonight from Piper yes, High School, yes, University of Miami, and yes, uh, yes, Detroit sir. Lions. And Benny, man, as a matter of fact, Benny had two seasons where he had over 100 tackles uh, with the Detroit yeah. Lions. Yep. Two seasons, he had over 100 tackles. Coach, do you realize By his that self. This, this the great, legendary Mr. Blades averaged 95 solo tackles. His first five years in the league. Ooh. So, you know, solo tackles. Yeah. He averaged almost 100 solo tackles. No assist. His first five years. And I got to get you, Coach, because you stole my question. That was the question that I was going to ask. Which one was that now? About the new hitting rule. Yeah. Well, well look, we've been talking about it here. You know, uh, I know Benny's not. I knew he. I knew that would strike a nerve with him because – 
He was a hard hitter. You know what I mean? Right. Every scrimmage I lined up with him, I had to know exactly where he was. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, there's some players on the field, you want to know where they're at, man. You understand what I'm saying? He was one of them. Right. Jerome Brown, I ain't really worried about him too tough because he was always one to just, just smash a quarterback all the time. But yeah. uh, Benny Blaze, he he was uh, he was what we call a headhunter. You got to know where them guys at when you line up, man. You have to. You have yeah, to. Yeah. What, what did now, I tell now, you? Now. Every time you walk to the line of scrimmage, you got to do what? You got to know the got to got to know the down and distance, and be and observe the field. And you, and you, and you better point out where the running lots. And the Jack Tatum's of the world's are. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep. So, what I'm wondering is, what is this going to do to the value of that position of, of, of the secondary and the safety position? You got some cats like Cam Chancellor. You got you know people who were like John Lynch, the late great University of Miami Sean Taylor. These cats were known for laying wood. You have to change everything. You have to change drills. You have to change the way you coach them. Like, is this going to cost them money? If they're getting a big buck for laying the wood, not yeah, yeah, yeah. the wood no more, is this going to cost them money? Yeah, and, 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 that, that, and that's the thing. You you got people that, that sit up in New York and they make rule and they make policy that who's never played the game. You know what I'm saying? And so yes, how do you take guys like a John Lynch or late Sean Taylor, and these guys nowadays, you say, tone down the quality of the game. How do you tone down being physical? Just like going into, I tell people, it's like going into the boxing ring. Well, I'm going to tap you with my glove, and you tap me back. The heck with that? I'm going to slap the crap out you as hard as I can. That's right. We've, we've said now, if you do that, I'm going to fine you $20,000. For a lot of those guys who are making $100,000, I tell people, I don't care if you're making a million dollars a game. When they fine you twenty dollars to $25,000, that hurts the pocket. Because now right. you're starting to second-guess yourself, how should I play this game? Right. And when any player starts to second-guess himself, that's not the job he should be in. Mm, 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 mm. So I, I agree. Just, I, I wonder. I wonder what cats. You know, I like Earl Thomas, and you know these, these guys who really, really Jalen Ramsey. I mean, we, we got even our guys in, 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 in college. I think the Miami Hurricanes. We have the best defensive back in the nation. We have the best DBs in the nation. And our guys are constantly getting thrown out the game for targeting. And I'm like, let them play. And, 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 that, and that's the thing. you got to let them play. Please let them play. You know, I, I, I tell people because I um, run a, a sports league down here in Fort Lauderdale, and I tell the parents, listen, if you're afraid of your child being concussed, then don't let them play any sport. Because I've right. seen a kid take an elbow. I've seen a kid take an elbow to the head in basketball and got a concussion. Any 
everything you do in life, there's a risk factor. That's right. Now, if you if you're gonna go into football, saying, "Well, there's guys that you know, back in the '50s, '60s, and '70s, that had a whole lot of brain trauma," I don't want my child doing this. You know, let your child ride a bike, ride a bicycle without a helmet. Then, exactly, because he can he could be concussed. <laughs> you know what I mean? There, there's risk factors. There's risk factors in everything that you do. Mm-hmm. Everything we do, from riding a bicycle to catching a plane. That's right. Yeah. And you can, and, and you, and there probably um, uh, as many concussions from people riding bicycles and falling off of them as there are from athletes um, uh, playing football or basketball or baseball, because we have probably far more people riding bicycles than we do have um, playing football and basketball. So uh, right. I, I, I would agree with you. And 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 I and, and by no means am I saying um, that we should. Encourage some of these kids to be playing football at a very young age. I think that is is unnecessary. I think you should start playing tackle football when you're in around seventh, eighth grade, ninth grade. But I don't think there it's a, a fair sport. I agree with you there, coach, a six year old. How do you coach that, coach? How do how do you coach a safety to slow the game down, zoom in to where he can and cannot be? Like how how do you prepare for that as a coach? Coach, you know, I, I think that's kind of difficult. Do, and and Benny, how do we not, prepare for that? You don't, you don't, you don't stop a child's natural aggression. Please don't do that. I tell coaches all the time: if that child is aggressive by nature, please don't tone that child down. Because when you start to try to tone them down, they're going to stop being who they are, and they're going to stop. They're going to stop hating the game. Because for a lot of these kids. That, that's, that's their release. That's their anger aggression when they get into sports. So please don't try to dummy the game down for them. Let them be aggressive. Let the officials call the game as they see fit. Yeah, you have to. And if he go out there half-stepping, he's going to get hurt. As Brian yeah, is not go. a little man. Julio Jones is not a little man. Kelvin Benjamin, even... What we produce, Reggie Wayne, Andre Johnson, if these are big guys. You have to meet these guys That's with right. some type of force. Are you going to exactly? Exactly. That's right. Yep. Yep. Hey, Javon, we got to let you get out of here, man. We got some other calls on the line, man. We appreciate you. Don't be a stranger. Hey, um, hey, 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 Benny, we're gonna take a quick commercial break, man. And when we get back, we're gonna okay. try to finish it out. I know we can't keep you forever. We've already kept you a long time. We appreciate you coming, but hey, we're going to try to keep it as long as we can. Hey, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we get back, we'll talk more with the great Benny Blades on the other side. Sports Info UM, ForceAmerica.com. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. Call him today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send an email to sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Hey, welcome back to Sports Info UM on voiceamerica.com. Hey, we got the great Benny Blades on with us tonight. And we got Scott calling in. Scott, what's happening? What's going on, Daryl Benny? How you doing, Benny? How you doing, Scott? Pretty I'm good. Doing good too, Scott. All I can say is uh, uh, every time I hear uh, the last name Blades, uh, especially when there's one uh, family member on the football team, it, it's always great. Uh, I like that, oh, yeah. Scott. We've had some great Blades at the University of Miami. Al, Brian, and Benny, and now we got uh, got the youngest. Al's son is at the University of Miami. Uh, his, his name is Al, Al Blaze Jr., right? That's right. Yeah, I, Al Blaze Jr. I, that's right. I tell people all the time, anytime there's a Blaze on, on, on the University of Miami, we've won national championships. That's so what I'm talking about. Strike again. <laughs> and, I, and I can I, I can feel the chemistry building up for another one. Yes, yes. There ain't no doubt. Uh, I'm, I'm pumped up about it. I tell you, uh, the way recruiting's been going on and I mean, it, it's uh, it's always it's, it's looking promising for Miami, and, and well, when you hear a lot of people uh, uh, talking, you know it's promising. Yes, here's what I like about the recruiting process. Now, he's recruiting guys that are not afraid to go in and challenge for starting positions. Okay, it reminds me of '83. 
No. When when that 83 team was assembled, I tell people all the time, the 84, I was like, okay, I, I don't care. I could have easily said I'm going to Michigan, Ohio State, you know, Florida State, Florida. I said, I'm going down to Miami, and I'm going to play. Because I had guys like Brian. I had guys like Jerome. I had guys like Winston Moss, Melvin Bratton, Tolbane. Say, you're going to come and be a hurricane, and you're going to make us better. That's what he's doing now. He's getting guys to recruit other guys to make that team a solid team. That's what it takes. That's exactly what it takes. And uh, I, I can see, you know, just listening uh, to the uh, radio and, and watching on the tw- Twitter and all, that's what these kids are doing. You know, they, they're they helping recruit. And that's that's the way you build a, a, a team, a championship team. Yeah. You, you, you got to get guys that that knows the game that's going to help recruit their buddies in, in this area. I tell people, why I have the best defensive linemen or offensive linemen in the game of football who's from Broward County, they leave and they go to Ohio State, they leave to go to Michigan when they can stay here and play. So let's just help recruit these guys to stay home. That's the truth. Yeah, uh, uh, all these, you know, all these coaches are are trying to uh, find ties uh, uh, down there, just like Florida State right now. They're going down there trying to hire, you know, they're hiring coaches from down, local coaches from down there. You know, they're, right. they're so they, uh, they have a working local... their chemistry, too. Right. But, you know, I, I tell people, it, it, it doesn't matter, you know what I mean, if, if they hire a coach that's from down in this area, you have to win the battle of South Florida. And when I say South Florida, I mean from Palm Beach all the way down to Key West. You got to win that battle of kids staying home. You win that battle, I guarantee you, Miami, not not next year, will be playing for the national championship. Yes, yes. That's always great. And, uh, you know, if we can continue in the way, I tell you another thing, uh, you know, where uh, Rick's just come from, uh, Georgia, I see here lately he's getting top-notch players out of Georgia as well. But you're right. South Florida is what you got to win. You you got to get plenty of players from down south. Yes, because I mean, look, if if, if you lose a running back that goes to Georgia, look, he, he'll go up there and he'll start and have a tremendous career. Like Sony Michelle, Sony Sony Michelle should have been playing in the University of Miami back, backfield. Oh, yeah. I'll I tell you yeah. what, that, that Lingard, uh, I think he's going to be uh, uh, he's gonna be a beast, I think. He, he's a good, solid back. Um, and, I mean, he he uh, uh, from around Central Florida there. Uh, so, uh, you know, yeah. he, he's going uh, to be a back to be watching. Yeah. I think he is yeah, going to be a back to be watching. Look, Lingard is a Alonzo Highsmith with speed. <laughs> right. You know I mean? Hey, and you know, and we talk about University of Miami and recruiting and recruiting the state of South Florida, but we really have to be 
uh, recruited the entire state of Florida because we look at some of our best players, uh, Quentin Portis, uh, who played on that 2001 team. He's from um, Gainesville, yeah, from Gainesville, as a matter of fact. Yep. And then, uh, and, and we were just talking about the kid Langar. He's from up here in Orlando. Hey, Scott, we got to let you get out of here, man. We got Perry on the line. We got one more caller we're trying to get in here before we get out of here. Perry, what's going on? What's up? All about the you. It's all about the you. All about the you. <laughs> what's up, Daryl? What's up, Daryl? Hey, what's going on, Perry? That's Percy. Percy, I'm sorry. Percy, I'm sorry. What's going on, Percy? Uh, Percy yeah, playing I'm on, like I'm you, on line with, with my teammates, so, you know, I, I just got online to talk a little trash about the U. But um, I was listening to some of the concussion stuff, and, you know, we have that a lot. You know, I coached Pop Warner for shoot, almost 15 years, and we, we run across that all the time. But... Um, you see, you got to know what you're getting into. I mean, it's freak accidents. I played basketball, ran track, and I think I probably got more injured, you know, running track and playing basketball than I did in football. Yeah. So, I think that's a topic that they don't really research a lot. They just see these little freak accidents that happen every now and then, uh, even like with Michael Irvin with the Cowboys. It's just one of those freak things that happens. I would agree. Now, I think sometimes the injuries from younger people take longer to heal than someone that's a little older, like 14, 15 years old. I'm just not in favor of a, of a, of a, of an eight-year-old, nine-year-old, seven-year-old playing tackle football because, it, it, to me, they're just not strong enough and they're not weary enough mentally to understand the game and the physicality of the game. And uh, and I don't know. I, I, that's just my view of of the uh, of the younger well, younger people playing I can, football. I can agree with you there, Daryl. But you do have some that are capable, and that's the ones that are probably going to cause the pain, the injuries. Because you you do have some. I I mean, I had guys that I coach, and some of them had attitudes. I get to know every player I have to get the best out of them. I know what to do. I know what to say. You know. So you get first of all, you get to know your players. But if I got one with attitude, I don't, no, nah, don't change it. We're going to check. We're going to, we're going to show you how to take that aggression and use it in your favor. But, um, it's all about, you know, coaching the game as well. You got a lot of coaches when it comes to Pop Warner that, that are just out there. I mean, know nothing about the game. They think because they watch it, they know it. But a lot of these coaches really, you know, that they have out there really don't know the game. You know, uh, take for instance, like Heathrow, you, I had a coach who wanted to take a bucket of cold water and dump it on him. I was like, hey, you trying to kill the kid. So a lot of them just don't know, you know, how to coach the game. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And your view on this, so, Benny, before we get out of here? Yeah, well, like I said, we're going to talk about, you know, I think we're a year or two off. I think this year we're – should be doing well, and I agree with Benny 100%. You know, you you got to keep us, got to keep everybody home. You know, that's what happened with Miami, like you said, with Melvin and all you guys that said, no, we're going to stay home and rebuild this program, and I think I see that coming back now. So uh, I'm just looking forward to the year. I am too, man. We And we're only a few days away. I already got my ticket for Texas. I'm ready to get out there and see what's going on. You going out to the game, Benny? 
I think we may have lost Benny. But uh, uh, you going out to the game first? No, I won't catch that one. Um, like I said, I I won't miss too many more. I'll be at everything else's home, and I'll try to catch um, my son. He's a hokey. I know I had brought him to the game, and he ain't stand a chance up there in the, in the press box. But uh, <laughs> you know we was all over him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, we got to get out of here, man. We done held a show over a little bit too long. But, hey, man, don't be a stranger. We're here every all Monday right. night. Talking UM football. Appreciate you calling. Don't be a stranger. Thanks for calling. We'll be back next week with more Sports Info UM on VoiceAmerica.com. Peace. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then. Thank you.